Hey there, I'm Eric J. Olson. And I'm Kevin Daisy. You're listening to the Managing Partners Podcast, where we interview top lawyers about how they're growing their firms. Hey, what's happening, everybody? It is Eric J. Olson. So what am I doing in your Facebook or your YouTube or your Twitter or your Twitch or wherever you're seeing me? But what we are doing today is a live episode of the Managing Partners podcast where we interview America's top managing partners to find out how they fill their pipeline and what they're doing to grow their businesses. We usually interview managing partners, almost always, but we're starting to talk to other people in the legal industry to find out their perspective on how they think managing partners can go about filling their pipeline and managing and marketing their companies. So today I have with me, Michelle King. Hey, Michelle, how's it going? Good. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Let me tell the audience a little bit about you and then we can get to uh, chit-chatting about what you do. So Michelle is the founder and CEO of Reputation Inc., a B2B and professional services marketing and public relations company focusing on the legal industry. She also produces her own podcast where she features top legal industry leaders and business leaders from companies that also serve law firms and the legal industry. Well, Michelle, I appreciate you making the time to talk to the audience today. Yeah. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. Well, tell us a little bit about your company and what you do. Sure. So uh, Reputation Inc., we we are a public relations and content firm, meaning that um, and we're very focused on the legal industry. We work with a couple of other professional services um, industries as well, like architecture and engineers, that kind of thing. But basically industries that really rely on uh, thought leadership to drive their, uh, to build their reputation and to, to build their businesses. So, um, so we do a heavy amount of media relations. So we're getting lawyers who want to be published. We're helping them get published. We're helping them get uh, quoted on issues that matter to their clients and that will position them as experts. We're doing kind of your more, uh, you know, traditional PR, which is publicizing cases and, you know, wins and that kind of thing. Um, And then we also do a lot of just thought leadership content. So um, I hire former journalists um, who are good at interviewing sort of these uh, more complex technical experts, um, kind of drawing their insights and ideas out and creating content. So we create a lot of, uh, you know, blog posts, email, copy case studies. We write a lot of attorney bios, website content, um, ebooks, that kind of thing. So I often uh, describe uh, part, the big part of the process that we do is knowledge extraction. So we are, you know, on a daily basis, kind of uh, working with attorneys to kind of pull out their knowledge and then create content that is going to uh, kind of expand, get, get it out of their heads and get it um, out into the, the internet and where uh, clients will find it. Awesome. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, for, for anyone who's watching or will be listening later, so th- there is a little bit of overlap between what Michelle's company does and what my company, Ray Law, does. You know, we, we each have a core. And, and if you're listening after the fact, you're not going to see that I'm holding my hands. But we each have like a core and there's there's kind of some fringes of, of what each of us do yeah. where we provide a service, but I wouldn't necessarily say it's it's the strong core of what we do. Service. And there's yeah, exactly. a little bit of overlap there in, in the fringes. So as an example, uh, you mentioned a lot of content writing. We write mm-hmm. content as 
as well. We will write blog posts for websites and we do email newsletters. Uh, but the core of what we do is when we write, it's usually for the purposes of search engine optimization. Right. Whereas yeah. it sounds like what you're doing is when you write, it's not necessarily for things like, you know, letting Google know that you're there right. as much as when people read it, it's interesting from an industry perspective. Is that about that's right? That's exactly right. Yes, that's exactly right. I would say probably 70% of our work is PR. So we are, in a, you know, there's a really big trend nowadays uh, with the media in terms of contributed content. So uh, media outlets want content from outside, from experts that aren't, you know, on their staff or professional journalists or even freelancers. They want people in the trenches doing the work to contribute content to these publications. So we do a significant amount of helping attorneys get placed in those uh, in those uh, publications and then helping them actually develop the content. It's a it's a fantastic way to then fuel the the content funnel that you need for the rest of your marketing. But yeah, a significant amount of what we're doing is that brand visibility via the media for our clients. What do you see most law firms and managing partners do to kind of get the word out about themselves before they reach out to someone like a Ray Law or your company? Well, sometimes, you know, I mean, we were talking about this before we went live about the whole, you know, I, I work with a lot of law firms that have just never have done marketing before. So, you know, they, they kind of grew up in the era of do good work and, you know, it'll come to you. And then they start to realize that one, there's only so far you can grow without any sort of proactive, active marketing, but two, they realize that things are different now. Right. Um, so uh, you have to be active online and online is the media. It's social media. It's really everything we do nowadays. It's no longer just the going to the chamber events and, you know, meeting clients over lunch. So I would say most of our clients, you know, were in that sort of more traditional era where they had, they went to those local business functions, you know, they made connections or their clients they went to church with or lived down the street and the kids played together, you know, um, and they're just realizing one that that doesn't work as well anymore. And they need someone who can really enable the kind of visibility that they want um, and help their attorneys get out there. Yeah. You know, I was speaking with one of the, the managing partners of a law firm that worked that we work with. And, and and he had expressed that before the internet, uh, he had not niched into a particular mm -hmm. practice mm -hmm. area. And he just kind of did a, a lot of different things. And so the the marketing and business development model for him was basically lock in with a client. And, you know, if, if they needed a will, he would do it. If they got a divorce, he would help the same client with that if they got hit by a car, he would do a little bit of personal injury yeah. work for them. And so he basically followed this person through their mm -hmm. journey on life, more or less. And then they would make some referrals uh, because it was difficult for people to find out who to call. But what he discovered is that once the internet kind of really came to be, people were just immediately going to places like Google and searching for specifically what they yeah. need, right? So real estate attorney or personal injury attorney or divorce attorney. So the questions that people were asking were much more niche and narrow. I need yeah. this kind of lawyer versus mm -hmm. asking your buddy, hey, uh, who's your lawyer? We do a lot of that positioning work for clients because that's exactly the issue we run up against is that, uh, you know, they've built that, those reputations and that client base from a local perspective, from connections that they made, they made locally and they have a broad service area. So, and as a marketer, that's very hard to market. You know, I used to joke that lawyer, a law firm is nothing more than, you know, lawyers sharing essential heat and air, you know, 
know, it's like, there's no real brand, there's no offering. It's just a group of people who've decided to work together in the same building. So, but the way people decide on professional service providers today is different. They research on the internet. And if there's not a strong position, if there's not a real clear, oh, this person does exactly what I need. They know my industry. You're not going to be successful with that. So we also help a lot of law firms that can't completely reposition themselves. You know, they're, they're bigger, they're established, they're full service firms, but really kind of identifying areas where we can do more niche marketing. So, you know, and I'm sure you do that too. So it's helping them understand that, well, let's not just dabble everywhere and let's make a concerted effort maybe in one practice area and really, you know, really speak to an industry and, you know, segment your email lists and, you know, be more targeted in how you are going about your marketing. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. When I started my business, the very first business, I brought with me a, a collection of skill sets mm -hmm. and some of them had nothing to do with one another. And so yeah. I realized very quickly that I, I couldn't do all those things as a business. It wouldn't make sense. Right. And, I, and I wouldn't be able to find people that could also do all those things. Uh, it, it seems like when it comes to law practices, especially the smaller ones, you know, maybe like two to five or six par partners or lawyers, yeah. it is just like you said, it's a collection of lawyers and, and the business is a collection of all of their skills and their practices area expertise, which sometimes right. don't make any sense at all together. Yeah, no. And so yeah. Um, I, I would think, uh, just like you were saying, it, it, it seems to me like it's best to pick which one of those practice areas you at least at a minimum want to put a spotlight on. Doesn't exactly. mean that you can you have to stop doing the other ones. Yeah. But focus in on one practice area or maybe two or three that that right. somehow have something to do with one another. And then that's your message going forward. Exactly. Yeah. So that's a lot of what we're doing. You know, what where do you see opportunity for growth? You know, where which which practice and so it's taking those, you know, areas of opportunity and really putting your resources, your time, your effort there. It's, it's helpful to do that often with client. And you know, it's, I had this conversation client the other day, like, let's pick an industry or two. They don't have, you know, that's the big trend too with uh, bigger firms is creating industry groups. So for, you know, they've mostly positioned. So you've got the, the law firm website and you've got the practice group pages, but people operate in a very niche industry. No matter what industry you're in, everyone thinks that their industry is unique. I, you, I'm sure you see it and I see it from how we, we've positioned ourselves as law firm marketing and PR experts. And that works because law firms want to know that you speak their language. They're not going to have to teach you things that you're not going to mess up in ways that is are particular to law firms. So, in, but it's the same, it's the same concept for them and their clients. You know, if you've got a significant healthcare expertise, a CEO of a big health system wants to know that you know their industry. So it's uh, really kind of identifying those. And what we do is position is, is show how they are deep experts in that in those particular areas. So it's it's finding that and then really doing all the the thought leadership stuff, you know, that um, prospects will find and, and credibility is such a huge factor too yeah. um, in in marketing uh, law firm services. So that's what all the media relations stuff that we're doing is kind of building that credibility so that when you are speaking to most of our clients are, are B2B corporate firms. So they are speaking to a sophisticated corporate buyer who, you know, has dealt with lawyers who don't understand their industry before they're, they're establishing that credibility through those those media placements.
So. Awesome. Yeah. You had mentioned a little bit earlier about uh, having a local reputation or angle, something to that effect about local. And and I know for me, when I was starting off, I was I was going to like the local papers yeah, to, to right. submit, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like, uh, thought pieces. Mm-hmm. And I think generally speaking, most people do that. It's relatively mm-hmm. easy to get into those publications yeah. and it's, it's relatively good. But do you... Do you encourage your clients to start thinking a little bit bigger, maybe bigger publications? Yeah, well, it, it, you know, one, one, it depends on the story. So we have two uh, bosses to answer to, meaning the client who has the expertise or the idea for the story or whatever. And then we've got the media. So if it's, you know, if it's not, uh, if we don't have anything that's newsworthy for those bigger outlets, but definitely if we're doing an industry play, your your their clients are, are looking and reading at industry publications. And then of course there's clients that, you know, and we've been successful with them, but that are dealing on with these big national issues of importance and, and they want to be quoted in the Wall Street Journal or the New York Times, that kind of thing. Um, but if and if it has the legs for that, if it if it will work, we'll certainly do that. But we're we're really kind of coming in and looking at what what are your clients reading and looking at every day? You know, they might be looking at the local uh, paper and that has, you know, but like you said, that's that's the easy lift. But from an, if we're doing an industry strategy, then we've got to be in those industry publications that clients are looking at every day. Yeah. I, and, you know, worst case scenario, if you do get quoted in something like the Wall Street Journal and your clients are not reading it, you can at least use it for third exactly. party validation with right. your clients, exactly. right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You, you had mentioned a lot that. of repurposing content. So to that one media hit is not where it ends. So we're going to work, you know, work it to death and, and use that content. But, uh, you know, and I've kind of, it's funny, you know, as content marketing kind of got came of age, you know, I kind of was very focused on producing content, you know, on your own channel. So your website, that kind of thing. But I've kind of gone back around where I'm really f- encouraging clients more to publish first in the media and then use that content to then fuel their channels. Because one, the media just is hungry for that content, but you just get such a bigger uh, bang for your buck by doing it that way. And then, and then using and breaking up that content and using it other places. Totally agree. Yeah. I'm a huge fan proponent of repurposing. You do, you do not yeah. always have to create original content. Right. Actually, uh, here's an example. We're going to take the video from this interview and we're going to download it. And then we're going to take like a 15 second piece and we're going to turn that into about nine or 10 different pieces of marketing right. collateral. So yeah. 15 seconds videos that go up on Instagram and LinkedIn, a 30 second video. We've got the YouTube video that's already there. So this one interview that'll take us roughly 15 minutes to record, we're going to reuse it over and over and over again. I'm going to use it. I'll send it to you. You can use Mm -hmm. it, right? And so repurpose, repurpose, repurpose. You Mm -hmm. don't always have to create from scratch. Great, great advice there. You had mentioned before uh, eBooks are, how are these eBooks used? And have you ever done anything a little bit bigger? Like let's say a lawyer wants to write a book book, not an eBook. We have not done books. I know there are agencies that sort of specialize in that, that uh, will create books uh, after just doing, you know, a series of interviews with an attorney. Yeah, we haven't done books. I mean, books are obviously a very uh, effective marketing strategy. Not everyone has them. But then, then you've kind of got the rise of really kind of books without any great valuable content too. But uh, we do eBooks if there is a subject that we think warrants a deeper look at a topic and also use them for lead generation to build up email lists. So to help uh, if a client 
client is uh, in an area where they're going to have uh, clients coming back over and over again, they want to build up that email list where they can kind of nurture those leads. That's when we do that. I'll be honest, we're doing less and less of that recently. We haven't been doing, we did kind of longer content. It seems like more a few years ago, three or four years ago. And we're doing more of the, uh, you know, I, and it goes back and forth. You know, there's, there's benefits to longer content, benefits to shorter content. And I've waged the battle with people about, oh, nobody reads, you know, that kind of thing. And I've explained that, you know, you're right that people don't read like they do a book. They don't sit down and read, you know, page by page, they scan through and that Google places such value on longer content. So, but we're not doing as much of that kind of lead generation uh, recently. We're doing more and more of the media, of the placing the media content first, using that to, to fill other, you know, social media, email, that kind of thing. So, but yeah, it's, it's sort of when there's an issue that's going to be a long-term issue that a client will uh, trade their email address to get that information and that we can use it as a lead gen tool. So Yeah. And I'm with you on the debate about length of content. Mm -hmm. it, it's one of those things. It's like, it's almost like you have to have it because a very small percentage of your website visitors or your, mm -hmm. you know, your prospects are going to read it. And so if they're going to read it, it needs to be very good and educational and informative. Mm -hmm. But most people will not. They will look at the pictures, they'll look at the headlines, and then they'll move. They'll take a big jump down those little mm -hmm. words and they'll right. go to the next headline, right? right. So yep. Yep. headline mm -hmm. readers and scanners, mm -hmm. and they get the gist of it, which is usually good right. enough. So those headlines need to be very, very strong. Right. And so, exactly. yeah, it's, it's difficult. You know, sometimes it's difficult to determine if you you need a long format piece or a short, mm -hmm. but the thing is you need copy that is going to provide some information no matter right. what. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Well, it's been awesome. If we could kind of like wrap up maybe like one recommendation or kind of like a, a summary of, of your recommendations for the audience, would you want to like leave as a last impression with managing partners oh, interesting. about PR and marketing? Yeah, well, I would say if you're not um, engaging in PR and marketing on an aggressive basis, you, you are losing traction. This this is the future. You have to work with an agency who can effectively pull out that knowledge from your attorneys and get it in front of um, eyeballs online. That's how the decision making process works nowadays. And that content, that need for content, is an ever it's an ongoing thing. So it's not a one and done. You don't create your website sit back. It is a, a sort of a beast that needs to be fed on a regular basis. But the firms that do position themselves um, strongly and that engage in this marketing on a, a frequent basis are going to win and, and see that see those leads and that and the business grow. So yep. Uh, once again, I, I completely agree with you. The law firms that are doing the best, it seems like they have their digital marketing very much covered and they have their mm -hmm. PR very mm -hmm. much covered. So yep. both these things need to be addressed. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, j just like in the legal industry itself, legal work, like th there's a lot of different facets of, of what you need to do to become a very good law firm when it comes yeah. to marketing and driving leads and cases your way and keeping that pipeline full. You need both of these things. So if someone would like to reach out to you, either to ask a question or maybe even to ask you about your services, what is a good way to get in touch with you? Sure. Our website is rep-inc, and that's ink with a K, dot com. So uh, yeah, just go there and all our contact information. You can follow us on social media. We do an email newsletter twice a month, actually. Um, we put out a lot of, of great content. So sign up for our email newsletter and um, yeah, reach out if you have questions. Fantastic. All right. So if you want PR, 
Go to Michelle if you want digital marketing, websites, SEO, online advertising, and social media. Come to my company. That's ArrayLaw.com. And if you would like to hear more episodes like this, you can go to ArrayLaw.com slash podcast. All right, Michelle, thanks so much for your time. Thank you.